Welcome to Real Talk, Jenny Turner with Lovejoy Real Estate, and today we're going to be talking with Steve of Academy Mortgage about what's going on with interest rates and the mortgage world in 2022. I am Stephen Bowden. I'm a loan officer with Academy Mortgage here in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm here to uh, talk about mortgages today. So, January 2022, mm-hmm. rates were like three and a quarter, three and a half? Three and a quarter, three and a half, yeah. And then I feel like April 2022, they were at 6%. Uh-huh. Where are we at today? What's going on? What are you seeing? That's a really fast change. Probably yeah. one of the quickest changes in my career. So what's what's going Definitely. on on the interest rate Fed side of things? Yeah, so it was, it was quite drastic for everybody, and everybody knew that. I think it took a while for people to realize they were going to go up because they're in disbelief. Because um, it was a lot. I mean, you told it us it was going to go up. But I thought it was going to yeah. go up by, like, December 2022. I thought it was going to be a gradual, like... Yeah. Quarter percent, half percent, like just a little bit at a time. Yeah. And that's not what we saw. No. And a lot of it is inflation driven. So we did go from, say, mid threes in January to as high as, you know, like a month ago, a month and a half ago to six and a half. Okay. Was kind of where we kind of peaked out. Um, and when I say peaked out, I kind of feel like and hope that we did peak out because now we're sub 6%. So depending on your scores. I mean, obviously you can get over there with low scores and things like that, but now we are back into the fives, which okay. is great. Um, the jumbo world's inverted right now. So jumbos back in the day, because there's no backing like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, those things, those are normally inherently higher than a conventional rate. Right now they're actually like a percent lower. Got it. So some of your clients might be choosing to go jumbo uh-huh. versus conventional, even when they could be a conventional buyer. Yep. And those rates are in the fours. Okay. So they're not as bad as people think. Yep. And so I think a lot of people got scared from the fear, right? Everything's fear-driven these days. Um, so when they heard six and a half, they still think today is six and a half, but we're actually sub six um, percent. So you know, below that. Got it. I mean, we're certainly seeing our luxury market stay pretty strong. So maybe part of the reason we're seeing that yeah. is because those jumbo rates are still staying, you know, pretty low. They are. And then people are very, like, I've had a lot of clients who were like, "Oh, we're going to put this much down," and I'm like, "Well, you could actually put fifty thousand less down." get a one and a quarter or 1% better interest rate on a jumbo, and it actually is the better payment. The buyer has yeah. to be a little better qualified to qualify for a jumbo though, right? Like your uh-huh. criteria on that's a little bit tighter? Yeah, definitely. Better scores, uh, reserves, things like that. Okay. Um, I actually ran some numbers this morning, and it was like, okay, how much would somebody that had a $300,000 mortgage, you know, not purchase price, but mortgage, mortgage yep. um, how much was their payment different at the peak and then today? So it went up about four to $500. From like from like January the to the highest to okay. the highest. Yep. But it's come down about 150 to 200. Okay. Right. So a lot of people don't realize that we've got to that point right now. So they think we went from the you know the, right. the full the, increase of 500. They don't realize we've gone down 150 to 200 dollars a month in the last say month. So it started to come down a little bit. I feel like we've hit a ceiling. So it's kind of bouncing. Oh, it's like a stock. You know, it, they don't want to go through the floor or the ceiling, and it's kind yep, of bouncing. It's staying in there. Um, I kind of feel like it's bouncing at the t- as six is the top, and it's kind of hopefully staying there. We're talking a lot about affordability, so it's all about can you make the payment? Can mm-hmm. you make the payment comfortable? What else can you do? What you, when you're talking to a buyer about that? What other kinds of advice? Like, do you talk to them about like, hey, maybe we should pay off your car, or maybe we should pay this down, or do you kind of look yeah. at that whole picture as far as their monthly payments go? Yeah, definitely. So, so a lot of times people will come to me and say all right, we have $60,000 to use for this scenario. So sometimes it doesn't always make sense to use all 60 grand towards 
towards the purchase. Uh -huh. Sometimes it actually makes more sense and it lowers their debt ratio. If we say, well, why don't you pay off these three cards? We shift instead of doing 60,000 down, maybe we do 50,000 down. Mm -hmm. And you and pay off these three cards. And take their 10 grand to do other yep. things with. Yep. Yep. And so, and so, because we're looking at their overall debt load, debt to income ratios, sometimes we have to do that to make somebody qualify. But sometimes, if even if we don't have to do it, it might make that home purchase more affordable for them. Right. So that's why I think it's important that you're, loan officers working with you and your overall scenario versus here's your rate, here's your payment. Right. You know, it's the which, big picture, yeah, right? It's the big picture. We've yeah. been in a crazy market where it was really challenging to get offers accepted that were written FHA or VA. Mm -hmm. As our market calms down, buyers having less competition, they're still competing, but, but yeah. it's not as tight of competition. Yeah. Talk to me about FHA for a minute. And is that an option that is like on my end, it's finally an option again. Like I can finally yeah. have an FHA buyer and get that offer accepted. On your end, are you seeing with those government-backed loans, are you seeing rates being better or worse than Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or how is that looking? They're similar. So they're always typically, and this isn't always, right now is a weird year, yep. uh, but typically your FHA, VA rates are going to be better than conventional rates. Okay. Um, I call conventional rates the snob because they look at your score and it's every 20 points, right? 740, 720, 700, 680. And with, with the FHA and V loans, they're not as strict like that. They're not every 20 okay. points. So they're not making those adjustments to the rate. So, so someone with a lower credit score could mm -hmm. have a better rate with FHA maybe than they would with conventional. Absolutely. And with okay. VA, you know, they just have good rates overall in general. Right. Um, so we are seeing a little bit better rates. Sometimes it's a quarter, sometimes it's a half, sometimes, I mean, but right now that's just, it depends on the day. Yeah. But typically the government programs do have better interest rates. Sometimes it's better for a client to go FHA than it is conventional. And that's where you read those fine lines of like, this person's still a good borrower, but does it make more sense to go FHA because right. the interest rate's a half or three quarters better just based on their score. It's a lot. Conventional is being the snob about your score. Yep. FHA is not so snobby. That's how I like to describe it because yep. it's easy to understand that one. And then you layer in, of course, mortgage insurance and how that looks in the long-term yep. answer there. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Because that, that's a whole nother factor is the mortgage insurance. It's like, are you planning on staying here? Are you going to plan on refinancing? You know, a lot of people are right now, uh, we're getting them into the house and saying, we're talking about, you know, you marry the house and you're dating the rate. Right. Um, I think that's a great scenario. I, and I've used that with clients that aren't in our industry who haven't seen that meme all over uh -huh. uh, the internet. And they're going, oh, wow, that sounds great. Because they all know it, it, as well as we do, we don't know when it's going to happen. We know rates will drop. Right. Uh, we know when inflation gets under control, things are going to get better. Um, which is why the Fed's raising the rates right now, is they're trying to slow things down so that inherently we won't have as much uh, inflation, which hopefully helps our mortgage rates right. and our people will be able to refinance in a couple years. That's it, right? Like they're locking in the price of the house because our house prices are still going up. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything in our market that is showing me that house prices are going to go down. Now, they're not going to go up as fast as they've been going up, like 15.8% in 2021. Bananas, right? We're not that's going crazy. to see that, right? Like that's, that's not a <laughs> realistic expectation yeah. for 2022. But prices are still going up. Houses are selling more for, uh -huh. for more today than they did for six months ago. And so I am telling my buyers to jump into the market, lock in. Yeah. They're probably not buying that forever home, right? Like even my buyers who are really ready and hoping to buy their forever home, they're buying their five-year home because yeah. the market is bananas still. But if we can lock them in and they can start writing that appreciation game yep. as well as everything else, then I think they're going to be in a better position to be able to do it. But you're right. Those buyers might want to be refinancing in 24 months, 36 months. I mean, yep. Who knows, right? Like, we don't know exactly. Yeah. But I do think that we're going to see them at some point, those rates drop back down and, want, and they're going to jump on a refinance. Yep. And I feel like the window that we're in, you know, I always tell my clients, like, look at where we were a year ago. If you came to me for an approval letter and you didn't have 50 to 100 grand to write over asking, you weren't a buyer. 
And it wasn't that you weren't qualified to, to get that mortgage, it's that you didn't have 50 or 100 grand to go over asking. Yeah. Right now in the market we're in right now, a lot of people were scared because of the interest rates going up a couple, you know, which is a couple hundred dollars a month on your yeah. payment. But it's given people the opportunity where you're not having to overpay $100,000 on a house and, ha and pay that difference, low shortages of appraisal. So I feel like right now is a great time to buy. Yeah. Um, I love it, right? Because yeah. I can write an offer for a buyer and we can write, I mean, we can write a full price with good solid terms. Yeah. And get an offer accepted. It's it's wild. It's amazing. We and, haven't and, seen that in years. Right? And I love that. Yeah. And, and and I've realized that like not everyone knows, like, like I'll have agents come into me and be like, okay, like this house is on the market for 10 days. My client wants to come in 50 grand over asking. I'm like, no, 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 time out. Like, yeah. let's look at what's going on. We are still seeing them compete and we are still seeing yeah. buyers have to be aggressive. And I am still seeing like appraisal gap coverage winning the offer and things like that. Like, we're still seeing those terms, but I'm not seeing them to the same degree. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. things even be so extreme. And that's making it a lot easier. I love a market when my buyers can look at a house and think about it overnight and maybe show their parents the house. Mm -hmm. Like and not like, okay, 20 seconds, make a decision. Yeah. Biggest life purchase 20 seconds, like deadline's five. Come that's on. Yeah. And it's interesting because we're also seeing the market move differently. Like for a while the cadence of our market was on the market Wednesday, sold by Sunday. Over and over and over. Well, now I'm seeing things go on the market different days, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, different days. And I'm seeing them sell really fast sometimes. But eight, sellers aren't waiting for offer deadline Sunday night, offer deadline Monday noon, offer deadline a week from next Tuesday. If they yeah. get a good solid offer, they're accepting it. Which is great. It's great for yeah. everyone. That's such a healthier market. Yeah. And I keep trying to tell my buyers or people that are nervous, right? So I get a lot of calls and people just, of course. I'm kind of that first step in the process where they're like, hey, Steven, so we kind of, what's our payment? What can we afford? All those things. Is it a bad time to buy? And I'm like, no, it's a great time to buy. And for those exact reasons, yeah. it's, um, it's been a really tough market and I think it's a really great market right now. And if you can afford the payment now, like you said, it stops that pay the house price from going yep. up. Um, kind of rips the band-aid is what I always call it. And you just rip that band-aid. You know you can refinance in the next couple of years. Um, you're marrying the house, not the rate. And, and I think that's just a good way of approaching this market. Um, it's important for us to make sure the clients are comfortable with their monthly payments. Exactly. Um, we don't focus on rate. I've had a lot of clients lately say, well, we don't want to get in because of the rate. And I said, okay, well, ultimately, what's your monthly payment that you're comfortable with? Yeah. Get rid of the rate out of your conversation. What payment are you comfortable with? Well, I'm comfortable with this payment. Okay, well, you can still do that payment in the price range of the homes that you like. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. so stop letting the word rate block you from, you know, mentally block. People get mentally blocked when they hear interest yep. rates are high. And what they also don't realize is what we've, when we first started talking is that, yes, we peaked at six and a half, but yes, now we're below six. Yeah. Uh, they don't realize that we've gained back some of that ground. Um, mind you, we don't know what the rest of the year is going right. to bring. What do you think? What's your crystal yeah. ball? December 2022, what are rates going to be? <sighs> if inflation's under control, I know the feds are meeting soon and they're going to raise rates uh, today. Three quarters of a percent is forecasted um, this month. And so my prediction is if inflation gets under control, I think we'll be at like five and a half by December. We'll definitely check back in okay, in December and see where we are, I'm right? See like, how good I, am. I know, right? It's so hard. I mean, the forecasters at the beginning of the year, uh, you had Realtor, you also had the uh, Mortgage Bankers Association. They all forecasted the end of this year to be what, four and a half or four, four, and a half. four percent? That's what I heard across the board, four and a half. Um, so Wrong. we kind of beat that. I mean, <laughs> and so analysts and forecasters and all that, I mean, we'd all be, you know, if we actually knew and had the crystal ball, we'd be extremely red. Of course. So, um, but we can look at certain triggers like inflation and things like that that are like big major movers and go, okay, well, we know when inflation starts to get in control, things will That get will better. calm it down, yeah. yeah. 
Talk to me about second home and investment. Um, what are those rates doing? Are they also bananas and high? Is that market any different or is it following all the same trends as our primary residence buyers? Yeah, so so that market is definitely different. So last year, Fannie Mae came in and said, you know what, we're going to make second home interest rates similar to investment interest right. rates, which before wasn't the case. So before you had, you would go and you would get a second home, which was truly a second home, which means you're actually staying in it. You're the only one staying in you're it. You're not renting it out. You're not renting it out. And they moved those rates to be very, they used to be like a primary residence rate, so right. really good rates. They moved that to be very similar to the investment purchase. And is that because people fudged on that and they weren't really mm -hmm. going to use it as a That's second 100 home? That's 100% the yeah. reason. So what people were I doing, I mean, yeah. I, I've never seen that happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what happened is that people were saying, yeah, during COVID especially, oh, I'm going to buy that home in Sun River. I'm going to buy the home at the beach. And, oh, it's just a second home because I want to take advantage of that really good interest yep. rate. And immediately those people were renting those out, Airbnb, short-term rentals, things like that. They were defrauding the system and, yep. you know, occupancy fraud. So Fannie Mae said, no, no more of this debauchery. We're just yep. going to make those rates similar to the investment rates. And then there's no difference in saying it's a second home or an investment property yep. because it's the same rate. Exactly. So, yep. so, but the rates, they're definitely higher. And, and so you're looking at, you know, say sub 6% on um, owner-occupied programs. And you're looking definitely like six and a half, six and three quarters for an investment yes, purchase. Um, we do have an internal... Um, in-house program right now, uh, and that rate today was 575, and it's got 10% down investment. Yeah, that's a nice program. No mortgage for, insurance. For the lower down. It's a yeah. little hard on the cash flow. Like, so if it's a true investor, it's a little hard because with 10% down, the properties won't cash flow in our market. Not as much. But depending yeah. on what it is, if you're buying for a kid to rent from you, if you're buying yeah. like something else, if it's more of an internal yeah. thing, that 10% down program could be a really good yeah. option. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Talk. If you like this episode, subscribe, like us, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, Jenny, for having me today to help talk about mortgages. And uh, again, I'm Stephen Bowden with Academy Mortgage. I can be reached at 503-753-0515. Have a great day.